Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode number 17 of Across the Park podcast this season. Myself, Judgy and Craig are the three blues. We're going to dissect Everton's seventh defeat of the season and the fallout, which is, if you've got social media or any sort of access to the real world, you'll know the fallout is, is, is quite big. We're going to be talking about that. We'll start off, though, with Liverpool's 12th win of the season. We've got Gary and Terry here. You know, VAR was, was brought up again. There was a, another late winner. Kind of common theme, this isn't it for the pool? What was winning? Well, the, the late all, winners all and the above. The, yeah. <laughs> well, in, in all seriousness, we've got to talk about those. But it was a massive win for his winner because you were almost one nil down, and there was a late equaliser by then. And some teams could crumble in those circumstances, but you never. Yeah, well, and it, yeah, and Liverpool of old would crumble of it, would crumble under that. You know, as soon as as soon as that equaliser goes in, it three four years ago. We're, we're just thinking, ah, oh, it's another one of them games. Drop more points. This time, I, I, I said, I said to the lads, we'll win this. We'll mm. still win this game. We just, we just don't back down. We don't stop. We don't stop going at all. And it just, it, I'd have been more surprised if that had finished one-one than it was than it was of with how I finished. Honestly, we just, just, ever, I just don't ever feel like we're in danger with, with anyone, even when they get them like goals. Just think, we we've got another two or three gears that we can go up into here, and we and if we do it for five ten minutes, we'll get a goal. Yeah, it's funny how you know you're going to win when you get a goal. We know it as I, well. I, yeah, but I I was watching the game. We were one nil down, and the last that was a promoted side. I was like, this will be two nil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of them. I, I'm with Gary. It's like. You know, this team just doesn't know when it's beating them. Continually keep showing that. You know, like when I mean, we talk about the mentality monsters and all that, Klopp's mentioned it and stuff, and and they do keep showing that they've got that ability, that edge to be able to go and find a goal. They they were playing until that final whistle was blown. That being said, although you know I, I was reasonably confident we get still get you know probably the winner of that game. I don't want to rely on it too often because it feels like it is a lot at the moment. You know, I'm watching games that we're in at the moment, and it's it's. I'm not watching us really absolutely absolutely tonk sides or like sort of. We are relying on them late goals more often than not, and I still feel like we're a bit sluggish in going into games. We're playing in spells in games at the moment for yeah. me, as opposed to actually dominating games, which is weird. You know, you look at the results that we're getting, and it's it's phenomenal. But at the same time, I I, I wouldn't say that it's the most cohesive displays that we're seeing from Liverpool we, every week. If it, it does, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I think one of the big thing is for it is we're not keeping clean sheets, mm. and it's it's I've I've been saying it for weeks now. It's what we need to get back to because what last year we we got we went one nil up and you thought you thought that's game over. We we won this game now because mm. we won't concede because we we didn't concede many goals at all. I'd say this year we we just can't seem to keep a clean sheet and. You know, I don't know what it is, whether it's the, the fact that the defensive have had to be a bit mixed up now and again with Mata being injured, Gomez has come in, Lovren's come in and stuff like that. But I don't know whether it's the change, because we've obviously changed how we defend as well. We're playing a lot higher up the pitch a lot yep. more and 
things like that. But whatever it is, it, it needs to be sorted because, as you say, we can't always rely on the late goals. Even though you are confident the majority of the time, you're not going to every time. Yeah, and that's it. And, no, I that don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the thing for me is, that, you know, I just want to see us really... I, I thought we started all right, uh, to be honest, at Palace, first five or ten minutes or so, but then they got a foothold into the game and they, to me, looked a better team in the first half. I thought, like, they, they grew in confidence, you know, and... We, we were struggling. Like It was like we couldn't put our mark on the game. So first half, it was, it was pretty poor. Second half, I thought we came out better. You know what I mean? But then, as I said, as we know, they got their goal. And you still feel like we're going to win that game. But it, I, I just really want us to go and just demolish a side. We didn't even do that to City. You know, like, it, 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 look at the result. And it, it doesn't really tell the full story. Because we, we both said we, they probably played the better football. We were just better in the bigger moments in yeah. that game. It's like, you know... It, it, I still haven't seen, like, we haven't really seen it this season, us just take a, a, a team apart. The only team I could say that we have was second half against Spurs. I thought we were, we were excellent in that second half against Spurs, but other than that, you know, it, it, I do really, I, I want us to sort of pick the level up because there might be an element of managing the games, you know, knowing the fixture list and the, and the congestion that we're going to get with fixtures and, and the amount of minutes that these players are going to have to play. So there's, there's maybe a dial and down of the intensity and, and they're getting told to play. You know, as and when they need to put the foot on the gas, it's there. But I don't know. It's what you're saying at the moment. Like it's not tough. It's tough when you're like, when you're always seeing them like goals. No, what you said there though makes perfect sense. But you've just said that you want to see the the gears go up a little bit. But surely in this month, any team can't really do that because the amount of games and it's, it's times two for you as well because you're going over to Qatar as well. Do you know what though? If you if we step the gear up for the first half against majority of teams. You could go in at half-time, two and three nil up, exactly. and, then, and then you can take your foot off the gas, and exactly. then you can relax, and you, you could even start bringing your, your top players who, who rely on that, like burst of energy, burst, burst of pace and stuff like that, who are, who are very explosive. You can take them off and give them the rest in the legs and stuff. As, as Terry's saying, we, we don't want to always rely on that last five minutes going. It, it, it's hard, and like it's, it's ridiculous because we are winning every game, but it's hard to watch because... When what it when it gets to that last last to watch when it gets hey, to that last fifteen minutes, what's the minutes, song gets out to go to some park? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when it gets to that last fifteen, last ten minutes, and you you know you you're relying on that late goal. All right, it is coming more often than not, but eventually it's not going to, and it's just on the hard ticket. It's a bit uh, yeah, it's a exactly. bit wrenching, like. But mm. I mean, like obviously going into the game, is there any any surprise on the team selection for you guys? Yeah, I didn't expect Oxley Chamberlain to be playing in the front three. Mm. You know, we, we had a bit of a discussion about yeah, it last we did, week. Yeah, and, um, yeah no, I, I, I thought, I did think we'd have went with the Origi up top with, with uh, Firmino and Mane. And we didn't expect Robertson. You know, I, I was surprised yeah. that he was playing because yeah. I, I, I thought he was out. Yeah, I thought he was going to be missing. It was said prior to the game, he was out as well, didn't it? Yeah, well, it, there was there was a lot of talk that he was that he was going to miss it. Um, and everyone was, I think, expecting Milner was going to go in that left-back spot. But it... it, it it was revealed like an hour or two before kickoff, um, a couple of hours before kickoff, and he said like Robertson's fit. So, but I, I agree with you. I think Oxley Chamberlain going in as part of the front three was an interesting one, and, and we've said it a few times, haven't we? That it's one of them with him. Like you want him to get game time, but his favourite position and the position that you really want to see him play is the attacking mid. But we can't really be putting him in there because it feels like he's still not quite up to that, you know, that, that sort of... Yeah, I don't think he's very far away at the moment. Yeah, I think he's definitely getting there, like... And, you know, you've seen his displays for England. I, I didn't see much of the England games, but what I did see, he played really well, and, he, you know, he's still getting goals for them, and I'd, I'm not a big fan of him playing off the left at all, but the start of the game, I thought he started all right, you know, a few good touches. Mm. He, weren't, he weren't giving it away the way he normally... Well, the way he has been in the last few games. You know, he, he, he can't really... 
have the same impact as what he normally has from the middle because, as you say, that's his favourite position. That's yeah, what yeah. he wants to do. He wants to be able to get it and run at the defence from that from like the centre. He's it's a bit he's a bit restricted on the left hand side because it's a different job than what he's used to. Used yeah, to do I think you lose a little bit of his shooting as well, don't you? Yeah. You know, obviously he's got the ability to come inside and shoot, but you know, it's, it's a different shot though, isn't it? Yeah, it like is. He, yeah. he can yeah. put his foot through it properly when he's when he's playing from the middle. Yeah. From there, it's sort of you've got to bend it in, haven't you? And yeah, that's not, what and he that's does. not really his thing, yeah. is it? Yeah. So uh, that was it. That was a bit of a surprise. Um, but one that I was I was okay with because you know I think I've said it on the podcast a couple of times. I'm not sure that Origi as a starter really really worked for us. You know, like when we've seen it at times this year, like Newcastle and stuff. It, it, it's just I think it really hinders us. You know, like in in, in, in sort of the attack. It definitely play. seems to be better as an impact sub. Mm. You know, it, it's when when he's the legs he's got. You know, he's rapid and when when the the opposition are sort of. Tired, a tired and that, yeah. yeah it's, he's good to have to come on then because he, he gets down the line. He's a like strong runner, yeah, isn't he? Down that him. line, yeah. He always gets us balling. You know, the last last fifteen twenty minutes of games, he's always crossing balls into the to the mid. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do prefer him. But having said that, I probably would have preferred him on on the left over Ox. Mm. I mean, what about like in defence? Obviously, you know, we we've said it, Lovren. He, you know, he, he looks like the the good defender that like you know he can be. Yeah. <laughs> But he looks like the one that Klopp's definitely made a decision now, hasn't he? And said like after Matip, he's, he's the next choice yeah, because I Gomez has dropped right out the pecking order. Certainly for the time being, yeah, because he's not to be fair to him. He's playing well. Yeah, he's dealing with things. You, you, what we've always said though, you know, he's got their moments in him, and you do see he, sometimes he's a bit erratic and stuff. But it's such words, it's not costing us. And yeah, you know, he, he, you know, he's got got it in him to be a, a top quality defender. I was a little bit surprised on it though because you know I know Gomez hasn't had a lot of games, so. It, that may be counted against them, but when you've got the likes of Sahar, you know, like, and, and they're going to be targeting that sort of area of Trent, like most teams do, and that's where he plays. If Trent gets caught up the pitch, then it's Lovren who's got to go out there to him. And when you get Lovren out in them areas, he's, he's, he's like a fish out of water, isn't he? He really struggles. Whereas you think Joe Gomez would have a bit more of the pace, yeah. you know, a bit more of that ability to sort of shut down and, and compete with Sahar. And right back as well. Yeah, so I, I, I was thinking that there was a chance that we might have seen Gomez um, to sort of counteract that. But as it happens, you know, we didn't. Lovren went in there and he did he did have an aura game, in fairness to him. So yeah. You brought Lovren up there, you can't avoid now. They, you know, their first goal that was disallowed because of a push on Lovren. Terry, you've said privately on the WhatsApp that you thought it was a foul. I think Gary, I seen you after the game on Saturday and you said it was a little bit soft. No, for me, basically, it, it, Lovren's not going to win the ball. He's, he's, yeah. it's, uh, Wijnaldum is the one who's always going to edit. He's always going to flick it on that and Tomkins is going to get in the end of it the way, it the way it worked out. But at the same time, you can't put two hands on the back of a man and push him. You, it's a foul anywhere else on the pitch. It, it is a foul anywhere else on the pitch and regardless of whether Lovren's going to get to the ball or not, you it's a silly thing to do in this day and age with VAR. You, you know why? Why do it? Why put your arm, your hands, both hands on on the back of a of a defender and push him over when he's got no no? He's not going to make the ball anyway. You know, so that's a bad judgment by the attacking players, isn't it? But by by Palace's team, by Palace. What about Van Dijk for your winner then? He committed a foul that, that it was brushed over. If, if there's one rule for one, and that, and that's where I'm, I sound bitterly, but that's where this perception that VAR is helping Liverpool's come on from, because there's got to be one rule for one. I honestly and don't know what you're talking about here. They, they, your winner, those yeah. Van Dijk push went to basically charge one of their players at the deck. No, but what happened was, if, if I remember rightly, he's closing down the ball, and he actually sort of makes contact with the ball, but then the man. Like afterwards, so he it's like it was a scramble. He knocked him over. Like, yeah, it's like a continuation of of the block, and he basically bumped into him. But he's made contact with the ball first, and it, it's not it's not just a cynical push in the back, is it? Two hands on him. So you're saying that's not a foul in the Van Dijk. Well, no, but it's different, isn't it? Because if 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 you're defending, 
you know what I mean? And you're making a move towards the ball and you win the ball and you're going in like a 50-50 with, with an attacking player and you win the ball and you get plenty on the ball and then you, you go through, like, you know, there's momentum and you knock the attacking player over. That's a very different circumstance, isn't but it? But it's a foul. I don't think it is a foul though. Okay. I, do you think it was a, a bang on I clear foul? I think the way VAR is going now. But go on, no, it's, answer it's the question. It's a foul in VAR, hundred percent. I'm, I'm seeing these all over the place. Is yeah. it? Of course. So, so, would I, you, and I'm only saying it because VAR have given these in previous games and previous. Weeks. But you know, you know that the test for for is a clear and obvious error by the referee is what VAR is allowed to rule on. Now we're that, talking we're talking about that where I don't see Van Dijk as a clear and obvious foul. You say I I think it's a foul. The referee hasn't judged that a foul. I don't think it's a clear and obvious error by the referee. If he's thought he's made contact with the ball, he's won some of the ball. His momentum's knocked the man over. That's very different than. Well, that's obviously his thought, isn't it? But that's, what I'm yeah, saying. But that's, that's why people are saying the VAR thing is benefiting Liverpool because these things are yeah, but going. That, that's for because these people, little things are going. Yeah, for but you. that isn't a little thing. That that's that's the test. That is is VAR. Is it, it, the test is as the referee made a clear and obvious error. Now the fact that we're splitting airs over whether it's a foul or whether it's a fair tackle. I don't think it's a it's a clear and obvious error by the referee that he hasn't ruled it a foul in the build-up to that goal. Whereas the one that, that got cancelled for them, it was. Our defender gets two hands on his back and pushed over from behind. That's I a think, foul. I think Shu on the other foot, if City would have scored a winner at the cop based on the way you scored a Palace there, I think you'd be saying, where's VAR? That's ridiculous. No, I wouldn't. Honestly, do. I wouldn't, though. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't because I, I don't think it's a clear and obvious error. By the fa- or a clear and obvious foul. Anyone else? The, the way I see it, Millsy, and I've just tried to have a little look back at it then, what Van Dyke does looks like something that's been worked on on the training ground, like a block mm. that, that commonly happens on corners, and a block isn't necessarily a foul. It's just standing your ground. He's denying, he's, right, he's denying that maybe the, their defender the opportunity to influence play. But he he's hasn't just fouled the man. We had, yeah, we, had to, we had to go to Salah for that, though, didn't we? Against the, it was it the other week when Gomez impeded someone and Mina yeah, scored Mina, the header. Similar to something now. But we were saying that. But we were saying that wasn't a foul. Exactly. <laughs> you said <laughs> that that <laughs> word. <laughs> so set us all up here. Lads. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we were saying that wasn't. I, I looked at it. No, but it was totally different. And what I say to you is, it is a foul based on VAR given those in the past. That's why it is a foul because VAR are given these elsewhere. They don't seem to be giving them against Liverpool. It's not. I, I honestly can't. I, I, I can't look at that Van Dijk one and say that. Watch that, it, that's, again. That's, that's I, a definite foul. Yeah. And that's you're saying VARs gave them in the past. It's like maybe, maybe not. I mean, Can you just give an example of, of like us when it's happened to us? Yeah, but you know, when was that? When it first got implemented, no. very early West on in the season. West Ham, yeah. Oh, well. I can't remember the mean the mean one. I vaguely actually remember he scored the goal, but I can't actually no remember what it looked like. No one knew why, and then the replay showed like Gomez sort of got on, got on the defender's way. The defender couldn't then attack Mina because he was wiped out, and he said, "Well, that's a that's a foul." Well, either way, uh, that one, the Van Dijk one, I'm not having that. That that's a clear and obvious error by the referee. That's uh, eligible to be overruled by VAR because it's, it's a very though. very it's tenuous not one. This. It's not. Well, it's it's difficult. I, I, I agree there's, there are elements of inconsistencies, but the inconsistency isn't in that game between the two different decisions. One is a clear and obvious foul, a push in the back, cynical push in the back on a defender. He weren't going to even make the ball, so why did they need to do it? So that's their own fault. The second one, the Van Dijk one, for me, it's not a clear and obvious foul. Not clear you're enough saying, anyway. You're saying the decisions are going for Liverpool, though. What about the, the Firmino offside armpit? was a harsh one, yeah. You're telling yeah. me, if he, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, the decisions aren't going for us, because if they're going for us, they're going to give that goal. 
I, I honestly, Millsy, I don't know what you're seeing there. You know, I watched no, it again, I, I, and I, I'm really struggling yeah, to, to find. I'll, I'll, I'll stand my me, me ground based on Craig's example there. VAR are giving these elsewhere. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that is a no, foul. It, I'm uh, saying yeah, based we, on we, we, they are right. giving them elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. You are right. No, there's, there's, it's got to be. There's clearly inconsistencies. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got no argument with that. But the one you're talking about here, but they're getting given yeah. in other games. They, they are getting given in different games. But it's not given. Well, you've cited one. one example of it being given, and there was controversy over it. Use or moans. It was everyone was slagging it off and taking the mick out of it on, on social media. So maybe they have learned from it, and they think, and actually, that's a silly one to give. Everton the guinea pig for Liverpool. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's I'll take it. That won't be the won't be the first. That won't be the last. So time maybe that, that is the situation. You know that they are learning from from the, some of the idiotic ones that they've gave. But I to say that VAR's only going in our favour is just nonsense because I mean I think there's been a, there was a thing doing the rounds on social media wasn't it what the league would look like if you take the VAR decisions out and we we have be- benefited yeah, with it, no more points than clo- what we've got it was just closer points wise other people to have more the teams yeah but we haven't got any extra points out of it so what difference does it make so you know what I mean it's uh, the debate's going to go on all season with this it's not just Everton Liverpool fans doing this. There's other teams doing it. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's we've, we've talked about it. Really it's a joke of a system <laughs> and a joke of it. it you know, it, it is stupid. And whilst whilst it continues, the, the debate will rumble on. But you're sitting here saying you think the Van Dijk ones are foul, and I'm saying no, I'm, I'm calling I'm absolute that. nonsense I'm not on that. that. I'm saying based on those those type of incidents being given in other games around the country, when it happens to Liverpool, it's not given. And that's what people are saying. It's benefiting Liverpool for. That's that, why. That, it's not only ever Tony like saying it. It's it might not feel only like that. It is a little bit. <laughs> hey, Liam Gallagher said it on Thursday. <laughs> I went to the yeah, Liam but he's Gallagher a game. as well. But Liam Gallagher, and he started one wall and then stopped and he went, oh, I knew this would happen here, man. And everyone was baffled. It was a VAR decision. <laughs> even, he, even he feels it. There's no conflict of interest there, is there? <laughs> no. Anyway, but um, but no, I mean, it, you know, in the context of, the, of, of our league title, Chase, it's great, isn't it? long may it continue <laughs> but uh, but no it was a, it was it was a big win and it was it was an important win and and again you know to, to get it to get it late and get it over the line it, it just keeps breeding that confidence doesn't it amongst the players and you know and that belief that you know we might be onto something special this season so you know it was a tough place to go palace and you know we, we've done all right there the last couple of seasons haven't we away but it's still a tough place to go and play football i think it's a small tight pitch and stuff and Traditionally, it hasn't been a great place for us to go, so just glad to get out there with the three points. Yeah, that's it. It's other teams will definitely drop points there. It's 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 a it, as you say, it is a hard, pl- hard place to go. But you know, we we've done our business there. Let's move on and move on to Brighton next week. Indeed. Well, Napoli first, like. Right, we'll, we'll get to Napoli and Brighton later. We're going to move on to Everton before we do start crying, Judgy and Craig. Just a positive here that Everton and the community probably the best thing to do with the club. I've sent us the new calendar that I've done called Suited and Booted. Um, Gary's going to take some photos with it on social media later, so we're going to get them up. You're going to put your shoes on, Gary, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Millsy was good to that at wearing a topless one. <laughs> no, it's available from Everton 1, Everton 2, and EvertonDirect.com. It's only £10, and all proceeds go to the amazing people's place. And if you do buy it, hashtag Suited Not Booted, and get that trending as well. Thanks to Jenny at Everton Community for sending us that. Right. That's the only thanks you've got to have. <laughs> Instant no, match reaction stops. on Saturday will know that there was absolutely no positives from yeah. that performance. And what it's done is it's opened up all over again Marco Silva's future. The questions are there more than they've been all season. Well, no, now. I don't think the questions are there as much anymore. There's answers now, isn't there? And, I, and I, I think the, he almost answers and the team answers emphatically. 
the, the question as to whether he's the man for the job. And I said it uh, on Radio City on Thursday, and I said to you after I'd said it on the radio, I think I've opened myself up there. Because yeah. I said, if we don't deal with Norwich and deal with them comfortably, then I'm convinced that Marco Silva isn't the man. We said it on the instant match reaction. It started with the team selection. Mm. I was absolutely baffled. I was flabbergasted to see Wobie on the bench, to see... Um, Tosin playing. Tosin playing it, and look, he, he he's played at Southampton, but he's missed he's missed a few chances at Southampton. I think he has he come off. He come off, hadn't he? When we when we actually yeah. got the goal over Charles and got the goal, the second one. Possibly, but you've got you've got to play the opposition. You can't just say, well, that no. team once you no, and, and that's exactly what I said. In the instant match reaction, yeah. he he's almost been ca- he's been cowardly thinking, I'm opening myself up to criticism here if I don't play the same players. It's just like you say, you're playing. Norwich at home is different to Southampton away. It's different because, one, we're, we're at home. It's different because, two, th- we should be playing with a bit more freedom and expression because we've just come off the back of a, a victory. Um, there was none of that. Th- th- it looked like a team, once again, at home that was lacking ideas. We've seen that first half quite a few times this season. Haven't we? We've seen halves of football where, we, where there's been nothing about us. But then we've often seen a bit of a response or a bit of a different half of football. The second half was, was worse, if anything. Um, it well, it was worse. They were so bad. Players. Norwich was so bad. They were waiting for us to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and they weren't. They weren't really bad mistakes that we made, but we lost the ball in, in, in yeah, areas. Is, yeah. They capitalised and scored from it, but they they weren't even good, and no, that adds it to me. We, they weren't the, even good. The thing that worried me was we we looked worried every time they looked okay, <laughs> and we we sort of like went into our, our shell a bit, and I thought like. Um, who was their number 11, Hernandez, was it? He, he was giving the full-backs all types yeah, of trouble. Yeah. He was like going from one side to the next. And, <coughs> you know, this is a, a player who I'd never even heard of, and he's giving you your, your full-backs. <laughs> one's a World Cup winner, and the other one's arguably been been told as one of the better left-backs in the league, and he's mm. given both of them a torrid time. <laughs> and, and then one of, one of the one of the fullbacks gets <laughs> gets silence. One of the fullbacks then gets substituted in one of the most bizarre changes I've seen. This you know in, what? Like there's moments, seasons. isn't there? There's moments, isn't there? In, in a manager's uh, tenure, where you think, what what's he playing at there? And that's the nail in the coffin. I know the results itself was, but like you know, substitutions like that. Right you know, when the, when, right the, when the fans just looking around at each other, going, "We're one nil down against Norwich at home. We've got a, another striker on the bench." And and he's and he's mm. bringing. He's changing the right back. He's changing the right back. Yeah. Do you know what I felt he might have been doing was he wasn't getting a response out of the players. There was no passion from any of the players that were out on that pitch. Now, Coleman, for, 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 as anyone who listens knows that I I don't really give him. I I, I think is unfortunately for him. I think his his legs have have gone, and I, I'm not a fan of him as much as I used to be. But he came on and he was. He was like trying to drive us forward, really, but he did give us a He's tiny... He's a right-back, though, Craig. No, I know, yeah. What, no, can, you, what can you expect from a right-back? But and he, he I, did I come on saying. and he, he did like whip a, a, a bit few... Of an bo- in, yeah. yeah, maybe a bit of injection of urgency into it, and maybe he's looking for the leads out there. But if that's the case, start him then. Yeah, you know, course, I, I, yeah. I went calling for him to start, and I think he would have been another name on the team sheet that if he was a starter, that I went, why is he starting? Yeah. So it, it's, it's always easy with the, with the benefits of hindsight. But like we say, when you're 1-0 down... Y- your substitution sends a message and I remember, t- I remember saying this about I think Klopp a couple of seasons ago when we first started it and he didn't at the time have that ability to bring players off the bench to d- to, to impact on the game defensively and send the message to the players alright that's it we're done now and he started doing that last season where he bring you know a, at the time it was a Fabinho who was coming off the bench invariably and it was like okay that's the message to the players now that we're done 
you bring a right back on for a right back. What's it telling the players? I, I, I don't know what kind of message that's given. It's like, well, has he ran out of ideas? Well, is look, it, look what it's done to us in the grounds. There was yeah, a mixture of booze and like, what the hell's going on? Silence and booze. Everyone was baffled. Yeah. Yeah, so and then, and then, and players, it's what and then you found us. everyone was looking around, going, "Is he changing the system? Is he going to like three at the back or something?" Yeah. And then when there was nothing, <laughs> it was like, "Ah, yeah. oh, no." It, I mean, I think at, at that point, I think me and Neil went down. We were waiting for you to get off because it was mm. it was well, just what, what was minute second. was that that change made? Oh, it was maybe like like 60, 70, yeah, 70, 70th so, minute. But yeah. <coughs> it was a double change. You brought Calvert Lewin on as well. It was a double change. Right, and for Cheng Tosin yeah. though, I didn't mm. see your game. Two like for like substitutions. From what what have seeing at the coverage afterwards there was like some sort of like that like i think it was on bbc sport what i was looking at and they were saying there was a, just a distinct lack of leadership on the pitch and stuff how and many times have we said that it's not new but it, and is that why you know some of the changes were made or, or whatever i don't well, know like to take a, an experienced international for a kid which well, not a kid, you know it's all my calvert lewin for cheng tosin who's made hundreds of professional appearances mm. uh, no i can't see any logic in it i mean i could see why calvert lewin came on because you know cheng tosin had had no joy all day against their center backs albeit the service was pretty poor like you just said then craig but you know to bring two strikers on at that point for a right back and a, and a center forward with him okay he's having a go here mm. he's trying to change something we've been poor all day so the you know the personnel Needed to change, obviously, for, with the substitutions, but we need to change the system because we, we were having no joy against them whatsoever. This isn't the first time this has happened. A few weeks back, he played Theo Walcott right back yeah. as one of his changes, and we yeah. were like that again in the ground. We're like, what, what's he doing? So yeah. this is now becoming, to me, it's apparent now that, it, that it's in mm. because these changes which he's making against a Sheffield United or a Norwich or a Bournemouth or an Aston Villa or a Burnley or a Brighton that can't but, turn but the game you, you If you, you can't do it at then. least once... If you can't get at least one of those right, yeah, it's yeah. you. No, yeah, that you're right. And, and the change you were just referring to, then the Theo Walcott, if that comes off, it's, it's a masterstroke, isn't it? So they've worked on this. But you could see quickly within a few minutes that was nothing that the team has ever worked on. It was certainly not familiar to Walcott as you, as you wouldn't expect it to be. He's, he's a striker. He, you know, he suddenly found himself right back. Mm. It, well, um, Tossin didn't come off. Well, that's what I said before. I'm yeah, sure yeah, it was Tossin, yeah. but... Who's come off first? It was Walcott, Schneidlin, and Schneidlin come off first, Calvert-Lewin, I yeah. think. And Sadibi, yeah. So we did have two, two up top, but like... not. Oh, was a Wobi, weren't it? Yeah. A Wobi, come yeah. on. And, and again, it, look, that was the biggest one from the starting lineup, wasn't it? Why a Wobi didn't start the game. But you put him on the right, and a Wobi's more effective in the centre for us. He, in fairness, on right he come on against Southampton on the right, didn't he? And, and, he, and he was effective yeah. there, but... His best, his best minutes for us have been centrally for me, though, it will be. And like Gilfie Sigurdsson's came back in the team after, you know, the best performance we've had this season was the West Ham game at home. Mm. And it was where Sigurdsson was, was, was hooked. And yeah. he came on and made an impact in the last five or ten minutes. And I said to you, I think, after it, yeah. that should now be his role. As he gets into his 30s, if he's going to stay for a couple of more seasons, mm. he's got to be down the backup number 10. You can come mm. on and maybe have a shot at 1-0 or 0-0. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he's the captain again and the Wobie's on the bench. No, it's 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 it, it doesn't Back send out the right messages, does it, to the fans, to the players, to anyone? And, and again, you talk about lack of leadership, Terry, and, and you, that has been the case all season. But the leadership starts from the from the touchline, doesn't it, from the yeah. bench? And, and and I think the the team are clearly lacking that guidance and leadership on the, you know on the training grounds in the, in the game situations when it's when it's not really going well for them. There doesn't seem to be a plan B. There hasn't been a plan B for quite some time. I've, as everyone knows, I've been an advocate of trying to stick by the manager, but I, I, you know, you're looking for, you're looking for reasons, you're looking for something, 
And I, I had seen a few bits, do you know what I mean? A, a few little shreds of light. Yeah, the West Ham game was, you know, a false dawn type of thing. Where yeah, where definitely we said that, yeah, yeah. Where we are, I thought, you know, maybe, you know, he can get us playing. But then mm. we followed that up with a defeat at Brighton, you know, unfortunate in that game. And I don't know, I think it, uh, a lot of fans gave up on him against, well, gave up on him last season. But I think even more fans gave up on him against Sheffield United. I think... Uh, can tenfold that now, I think. <laughs> the reaction that we've seen, that there's a video that um, Toffee TV put up live from the Gladys Street and the boos and, like, you know, Reds will always say it and fans boo and stuff. And that, they're, that's, all, they're, that's all they're all chatting out as well. They're chatting out. There was a chant, you're getting sacked in the morning, and then some of your fans joined in. Apparently. Joined in. That was on <laughs> Match of the Day. So the, the commentator mm. on Match of the Day basically said, and the home fans are joining in with this. There's some big decisions to be made. Yeah. But then there's a video that Toffee TV have put on their, their Twitter page, and it's basically live from the Gladys Street on his mobile phone. And it's full time, and the booze, and then he, the camera spins to the fans who are just like angry. Mm. There's not even like two heads clapping and saying, "Eh, we'll come again next week." They're chatting out, yeah, and yeah. the ch- and the, the same stuff to some of the players, which I can't repeat on here because it's a family there's show. A, there's a video of sh- someone shouting at Ken Wright as well, isn't it? And you know what? Judge is the prime example. He's been saying there. He's been looking for examples, little shreds of hope that he's, he's lost the fan. He's lost the majority of the fans now. Mm. If it was sixty forty last month. It's about ninety ten now. I think. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't spoke to anyone, even with some of the dreadful names that are being touted. <laughs> I haven't spoke to anyone who's been like, okay, well, let's do. And I don't know. Even in the instant match reaction, I think I said, oh, look, if it's, it's going to be Mark Hughes, then I'd rather stick with him. And that that is that is true. If we were doing Mark Hughes in, and that's that's legit. <laughs> Allardyce and this Mark Hughes be, within within two years. Yeah, if you're going to bring Mark years. Hughes in, then I, I'll I'll take Silver. I, I'd rather. I'd rather uh, Bo Morse took over <laughs> and that's saying something. Has, has Fitzmaurice wrote this as a comedy sketch? Because <laughs> this is comedy gold, this. <laughs> I said, I've, I've said a few times to the you, biggest prank this ever. season is the, it's like a would you rather where someone says, do you want this season or something else? Something else. It's not even the camera's <laughs> what, what it is. I'll have the other one. It's like, it's like a big long prank, isn't 24 it? Hour, 24 hours in a play centre. Oh, oh. <laughs> Look, we said there at the start of the Everton part there, the fallout now it's massive and um, we, we thought we said on Saturday that by the time you record this show something might have happened the board aren't, aren't stupid they've, they've acted in the past even with Allardyce they've, they've got him in and got him, got him out quite quickly do you think the reason there's been nothing yet is they're sounding out the replacements yeah I'm, I do yeah there's been no comments what's of official comments as though there's been we understand Sky Sports you understand talk, but you know there's been there's been murmurs but yeah I can only assume that 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 they're obviously making sure that they've got a solid replacement. Whether that replacement is an interim, which has been rumoured, or whether it's a, a permanent replacement, it's an interim the way to go. Really, it's it's the safe pair of hands. Isn't I, it? I, it's, what it's, about it's, it's, it's not your job? It's only your job for a bit. It's the safe pair. That's what the the look at. What That's about this then? Is there anybody out there who will want to take the job now with the run you've got coming up? Do we? Do we? Do we just men out there who want a shot at it because th- th- they can't fail. They'll just come in and say, well, I, I was a thankless task anyway. If David yeah. Moyes came in and lost five out of six and drew one, he'd just say in January, well, you know, I came in, I tried your best, and now you're going to see. I think that's why that's what Gary's, Gary's getting at. David Moyes is, prob- is certainly not the fans' choice, is he? But mm. Gary's saying is, is if the candidates are out there, any any respectable candidates probably looking at that thinking, oof. I'll wait till I can't do anything until I'm Jan. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the, the type of 
feedback they're going to get from decent candidates is look I, I would sooner take this at the end of the season yeah. or I would sooner take this in January there's one time sorry Terry there's one time in December that you could probably do it in that run Birmingham. and it's after the derby because we've got Leicester and Liverpool coming up and mm. then you've got Leicester in the cup and Arsenal both the Goodison maybe mm. you could do it in that week yeah because you get that injection with the home crowds and they'll forget the derby now they'll forget the Leicester game because we're starting now Mm. That's the only time on that one. I reckon you'll just write them two games off then. You're going to anyway, aren't you? <laughs> I think, I think yeah. the, the other element that you've got to factor in here is, you know, you, you look at who you've had of managers over the past, you know, couple of years, and it's all been managers with potential, you know, you're expecting to step up, you know, from where they've been managing at level wise to get used into that top four, sort of them top four spots. It hasn't worked out, but you've now got a director of football who's been put in place and stuff. Now, all the evidence suggests that with big managers, successful managers, they don't work under directors of football. They just don't, a lot of them don't do it. You know, Mourinho wouldn't do it. Benitez wouldn't do it. You know, Pochettino, I don't know whether he would. He's, he's continental, so maybe, maybe. He's waiting for the United he, job he, in anyway. Possibly looking at the United job. He's basically worked under one anyway. Daniel Levy is, is almost. He's, he's not really a director of football, no, but he's more but like he's a CEO. But, he's still, but he still makes all the big decisions, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he does all like the wheeling and dealing and stuff, but it's it's slightly different, isn't it? You've got, mm. like, director of football have control. Like, what we hear is, you know, they introduce a style of football right the way through the academies and the first team and all that sort of stuff. And it's like every big manager, well, if you look at, they all want all of that control themselves, don't they? Certainly Benitez did anyway, you know what I mean? And, and there, are play, there are managers out there who have worked under them, Klopp worked under one, at Zorch, at Dortmund, but you're taking that, you know, you've got to go and find one, I think, that will be willing to work, so that's another complicating factor, isn't it? Because you can't just, Brendan Rodgers so wouldn't work for a coach well, well, whilst we're on yeah, that then, that's what you've been looking for, coaches. Whilst we're on that then, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is Marcel Brands' role at the club? Because, if you, if your role is all the things that Terry's suggesting it should be, which again is pretty much my understanding of a director of football in the modern game, what what's Marcel Brands been doing? Well, because so I can't so see so any so of those so things going on. We're talking on. about direction of play, you know, style of play and stuff like that. The play this season and, and the football we've seen has been apart from that that West Ham game and, and our patches have been pretty dreadful, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, one thing he's not been doing is talking to us. Yeah, we, and, we and, and, and that's what I called for well, yeah. three we've or four a, weeks ago. We've had a message through from from one of the listeners, Douglas. He said, if this world-famous director of football appoints David Moyes as the manager, I'm personally done with him. He's getting away with absolute murder. Yeah, and, and, and that, that was the, the big draw and, and what we sold on Marcel Brands. He's got this knowledge of European football and, and of the markets and of, you know, personnel, when it players and staff, and, and, he, and he's going to make sure that we, we, you know, we don't make the same mistakes we've made from a recruitment perspective. And that includes the manager. Now, I know, you know, there, there was a bit of a doubt over who was brought in first, whether they were both brought in at the same time, whether it was a bit of a marriage that was made between the two and it wasn't brand selecting him. We don't really know. I mean, it doesn't seem to fit the mould, does it? You know, you've got a Dutch director of football who's worked predominantly in Holland. Then we bring in a Portuguese manager who's only really worked in, in England, Greece and, and Portugal. So it doesn't seem like, Ma, Ma, uh, you know, Marco Silva's his man. Now, if, if, I, if I was in his position... You look and I knew on that, that calendar. <laughs> if I if I knew that Mar, uh, Marco Silva wasn't my man, I would I would have candidates ready. I, mm. I'd, I'd be kind of saying to Michelle, look, okay, I'll give him a go because that's my job. I'm, I'm here to to help you manage the club and manage manage the football side of things. But as soon as he as soon as he's not the man, I've got three or four ready. Yeah. Which is maybe what today's about. Maybe they're doing something today and tomorrow. Why today though, Mills? Like it's it should been, have been, it's been done. Saturday. If you're a director, but you've got to be proactive, haven't you? If you're a, if you're a, a director of football and he's on the board, 
surely there's been conversation that wasn't that wasn't a, a freak was it no do you know what I think the, I think it went up massively on Saturday I don't think they expected to lose knowledge I think they weren't ready on Saturday to do it I think that that result on Saturday has sprung it into life now they, they'd, have, they'd have rode that wave because they'd, well, they'd have let them beat Norwich they'd have given the cup game and he'd have wrote a couple of the games off in December with our injury list and stuff. That result on Saturday would have just panicked them. And maybe yeah, I'd still have a couple of days for them to, to act. I don't, I don't know. I'm speculating. Well, yeah, we, we got another message as well, which is sort of linked to the one off Douglas. Um, Cal, it was. He said, simple. Would you take Moyes back? Reasons for answer, please, on the show. No. Why? Because I, I can't look. At, at this moment in time, we're obviously going through a really tough period. But you don't mind taking the tough periods, whether that means we, you know, we change with it. You don't mind taking the tough periods, and this, this, this goes in life in general. If you feel as though you're gonna take a few steps backwards to eventually step forwards, yeah. yeah. I don't think by taking David Moyes back, we're, we're even taking steps backwards. We're just standing still, and, and we're treading water. That's all that he would do. He would tread water for us till the end of the yeah. season, get us through the season, and then I can't see from what I've, from what we've seen of David Moyes in the past. I can't see with a bit of money how he would bring in it or introduce, a st- a, you know, a, a system that's going to get the best out of talented players. He, he, what he does do is make it, it makes the most out of a, a kind of tight knit. Yeah, tight knit squad. squad. We haven't got a tight knit squad. We have got a big squad with overpaid players. I've, it's ne- he's never his job at Sociedad, his job at Man, Man United, United. his job even at yeah at West Ham. He was working with those types of constraints. Say constraints. He was working with overpaid players, players that are potentially over the hill, and he was expected to try and completely, you know, restructure. He's never worked well under those circumstances, so that's a no, no for me. I, I, excuse me, I wouldn't take him back now. The only way I would take him back would be the way he came in last time, at the end of March, the Savers, where you mm. said there's two months. You can't you can't do it in December. There's, there's too much of the season left. There's too to much to still it. game. We're still, we're still in. Or, you know, we're not in all competitions. We're not in the league competition, but we're still... You know, because because the, the gap's only six points or something between where we are and like six to seventh, there's still a chance of a, a, a Europa League place if you got a, if you got a decent manager in and he got the best out of the players. Whereas we're, st- we're still in the League Cup as well. Mm. The FA Cup hasn't even started. The league's not over. Do you know what I mean? No. Do you, the do season you, isn't over. Do you think an Everton job is so unattractive to a really top manager though? I I I think I think it is. I think at the moment it is because as Jorgito said there, you've got a lot of overpaid players in that squad. There's a lot of turnover going to be needed and rebuild. And at the same time, you've got fans now who are aching I for, for for something to I happen. I don't necessarily agree with you on the turnover. I don't think the what's left of the squad now. I say what's left. There is still a bit of dead wood, like the likes of your Schneiderlands and whatever. But I think when you've got everyone fit. You're still only a striker and a centre back away from from having a, a good pretty 11. decent side. A good eleven, yeah, which is really what a Leicester have got. Leicester have got a good eleven. Outside of that, you are struggling a little bit. Um, who else is doing all right at the moment? I mean, Sheffield United. Wolves. Whether we like it or not, are a bit of a freak at the moment. I think that's going to burst eventually. Wolves are, Wolves are a Wolves are maybe two or three players squad wise. Maybe squad wise, they're probably better than Leicester, but they haven't got a better eleven. So. I, I still don't think there's a massive turnover. I just think there's a lot of players underperforming, and that's where a good manager and a good coach would get the best out of good play. But it needs to be a manager who can handle big, pe- see big personalities. We haven't got a lot of leaders, big pressure. But, you know, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. because the fans, that's what I'm saying as well. The fans, you will put a, a lot of pressure on an, any new manager because it's been so bad over the last two or three years. And do you mm-hmm. know what? Going back to, to Carl's question there, David Moyes only split the fans even further. Yeah, if yeah. he came in tonight or tomorrow, the fans would be split again. 
and it'd be against the boards. Or what, what the you, know, you know what has also happened as well? You know what he'd have to do? He'd probably have to drop about five or six players and, and he'd drop like the, you know, your, your flair players, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? Your Richarlison's are probably be in the reserves for a few weeks because he'd, he'd, want, he'd want like, run, you know, run proper players who are just going to run through walls. Grafters, yeah. Mm. Almost like what you know what Unsworth, and he just drops a few just to kind of make a statement. Do you think it's spl- back that, didn't he, yeah. Do you think it split the fans even if he came in? It was literally, I'm literally only doing this till the end of the season, and then I'm away. Yeah, because there'd be, bl- there be blame on the board there. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's a really short, not short size. It's really you know, come on, like it that's what keep saying. We're going backwards, yeah, and and that's even that statement alone. I know, you know, we'll get worse pelters, like you're saying, then it'll be Machiri and, and Brands. Like, what are you playing at? It's the second time you've had to bring in an interim short-term manager to, to fix your mess. Well, he feels like that as well. When, he, when he brought Allardyce in, he wasn't... He signed an 18-month contract. He had every inte- uh, all intentions that he weren't going to stay for the 18 months. But that was b- bad on Machiri's part. Now, he's brought a footballer man in, apparently, in Brands to... You know, to to change to your make life. these decisions, yeah. it's, it's massive on the board now because I feel like, without even saying it, when I think about it, I, I, it makes sense. And looking at the reaction, the Gladys Street on Saturday on that video, it feels like we're saying to the club, again, you're supporting us through this as fans. Mm. Again, you aren't getting it right, and there's there's massive blame now on the people who are making decisions because they're making the wrong decisions. Yeah. So the next appointment, if it is a Moyes, it's got, it's or whatever, gotta, it's, it's gonna, it's gotta it's, be, no, but it's gotta be the right one. Yeah. If you know you've. You've employed managers now in 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 Cumin and Allardyce and, and Silver. And <coughs> not they haven't worked. It, it, mm. They've got to make a statement. L- last one then, because I know we're assuming we're assuming that the board are, are taking the time for a few days to try and get the right appointments. Why wouldn't you just sack them now though? Because I don't know what you'd do at the weekend. Because they won't go back to Unsworth. Because no, because we got criticised publicly for our treatment of Unsworth. He basically a mm. load of journalists basically said what they're doing to him is putting him in the final line when he doesn't mm. deserve it. So they wouldn't do it. So you'd have to go to Duncan Ferguson then, and he's he's, he's got to be as much to blame as, as possibly sure. anyone because he's been part he's of be, been part three or four failed six, coaching staffs now. More than that. So uh, so Five, isn't it? I think I don't know. I, I think if you sacked him now. I don't even know who who the, the who take training tomorrow. But the, the problem with it all as well is the interim manager. It there's always that danger, isn't it, that they do okay, and then the pressure's the like, what do you do? Do you give him Solskjaer? Yeah, exactly. Moyes would. Moyes would get you seventh or eighth this season. But then and then it's like, well, do we give him it? And that's what you're saying. That's like, what I'm saying. He treads water. Yeah. It's okay. But but that's but that's not he? what we've. It's just a guessing was. game with Everton, isn't it? Whether whether a Moyes would do. Do well or not? I think we've. G- if we're going to go anywhere, no, we've yeah. got to look to the long term. No, you're right. I, I think. I think the appointment has got to be someone where, you know, almost everyone sits back and goes, "Wow, that that that's an appointment." It's, it's so it's who's that? Natural so statement. I don't know, Millsy. Well, I don't. I don't know, and, and and that's the key word. Realistically, I don't know what the mindset you is. You know, there'll be Liverpoolians who who will laugh at the, the like some of the names that that are out there, but you know. Why not not make a statement and say to Pochettino, "We are is ten million a year." <coughs> he can only say no. That I, I heard that before in the radio, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I look, at, I'm not saying I don't know. Is I don't overtake him. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm not sure the club, from a PR perspective, want that type of embarrassment of we're going to go and mm. offer it to five or six people, and then they all say no. I'd like to think there's there's a there's an easier way of going about it, as in like, look, let's contact his agent and see if he is potentially. That, there's no way that they wouldn't have done that. I can't imagine. There's no way. There's no way that you wouldn't, if you were the chairman and you've got the money because he has, there's no way you wouldn't go, listen, just call his agent, see what he says. Yeah. If he says no, we move on. Okay, well, maybe maybe that's the reason why he hasn't 
sack yeah. Sylvia. Okay. He's working his way down the sky bet. The sky <laughs> better here. Here's a name <laughs> or, or, or a scenario for you. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Is it the name game again? No, Go on, let's, so let's have names. We're saying, no, we're, we're saying here you've got to get the fans back on board. There's got to be a good feeling about it. And again, not right or wrong. Does Mikel Arteta bringing Tim Kale with him, saying all the right things, with Duncan Ferguson still saying the right things, is that not a feel-good factor? <laughs> I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm I, just saying. You know that. what I would say? I'd be, I'd be a bit excited. Yeah. I'd be I'm, intrigued, I'm and, and I think that that that's what you want, isn't yeah, it? I'm not completely against Arteta because he's under the tutelage of arguably the best manager in the world. He's certainly one of the you know the most decorated managers but, in but Europe. There's a, right but there's now. work at Liverpool. There's also there's also <laughs> the um, the arguments, isn't there? Which is an age-old argument. There's been plenty of cases to show it as well that. A good assistant doesn't necessarily make a good manager or a good coach. But you know, the coaches the now, aren't they? Yeah, but the amount of coaches and, ma- and assistant managers you worked under Alex Ferguson, and there was only really even McLaren just done okay, didn't he? And, and he's a bit of a, a, a mock. Everyone's really, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Now, uh, McLaren's CV, and, and he's got a lot of. McLaren's not Spanish, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing I'm saying, though. Like, you keep appointing managers who potential. It's like we've got to though. Why? Because you've just said Pochettino won't come to. I wouldn't. Him, so I wouldn't got say. To go down to I wouldn't you. say that Cumin was in the potential bracket, was he? Yeah, potential. He's won. He's won trophies and Holland. Right, Cumin. Cumin aside. Cumin aside. But you know, there's been. You look at the clubs where they've been before they've gone to Everton. He's having appointed a manager of a caliber from another Champions League club, for instance. Have well, you? He's haven't gone and got a Champions League manager, a manager who's managed in the Champions League. That? No, but apparently we've we've signed a, a director that? of football who's renowned across world football. And this, but this is what I'm saying. But so but, we've got but, one. Yeah, Why but, not try and find the other half? But all the That's answer, but all the answer is what what you keep saying. It give us a feel good factor because they used to wear an Everton shirt. It's not. It's that's like, not. That's not the thing. It's. it's I think it's more the fact Guardiola. that he works under Guardiola. He's. He was. He has got enough. An affinity with the club. Now, what you were you were talking about the thing on the WhatsApp group the other day, and you were saying, look, it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world sometimes to get someone who has got that real affinity with the club because it does get that feel good factor back. And if you can get the best of both worlds, i.e., I know it's a gamble. Any appointments really, even if you're bringing in a a manager who's a Champions League club in Europe, if he hasn't managed in the Premier League, there's only so many managers. <laughs> you're actually going to get a guaranteed result. Rafa's probably one of them because uh, you know you're going to get a, you're going to get some... Well, you're getting pedigree, aren't you? And, yeah. that, and, and, that, and that gets the fans on side because it buys them time and that's what you need. You need I, yeah, then I think fa- fans would accept Rafa more now than a couple of years we ago. We could toss this around all day. G- give me one name and again, within the realms of possibility that you go know. for. I really don't know. Rafa, Rafa would be the one for me. There's, there's, there's more questions than answers at the minute. I, I don't, don't know. know about Rafa. I don't know. I hope you don't get Rafa, but I think he would be the I don't. Absolute. I don't think he'd work under this, this would, system that they want to put in place. Brands. I don't know. I think, if you, I think you've just worked under Mike Ashley. I think most things look pr- um, yeah. attractive. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's <laughs> a fair point. Nah, he, he, he Millsy's writing, would, writing Tim Kale's number on the, uh, on, on, the on the Everton <laughs> well, letter. It's episode number 17, isn't it? Oh, is it? 17's out. There you go. Well, Sky Sports ran an article today. The media ought have been quite quiet. Sky Sports were more involved than most, and they said... Yeah, David Moyes, Mark Hughes, Eddie Howe. So <laughs> we've rubbished Hughes and Moyes. Uh, out what about th- Eddie Howe? Out of those, th- out of those three, I'd go for, and, it, and it's just a lesser of three evils, really. I'd go for Eddie Howe because he's got a decent record. But again, if you're going down the same we just chat we just had with Teddy, he, he's worked under very little to no pressure at Bournemouth for a long time. Even he got a job at um, Burnley, probably I think it was four years ago. Was sacked within six yeah. months because he couldn't deal with the pressure of they needed to get promotion. 
Now, he, granted, he's, he's come on and evolved a little bit from there, but if you look at the amount of bad runs that Bournemouth have gone through since he's been there, he lost like eight games on the bounce, and no one's even suggested about him getting sacked. You can't do that. We can't have another manager who who kind of no. flirts with you know the relegation zone and gets back up to mid-table yeah. and drops back down to the relegation zone, beats United once and then gets beat six games on the bounce. It's That is the risk, isn't it? Like yeah. I said before, we, we've... Pr- We've had an okay spell under silver. We've had a torrid spell under silver. We had a, a good, goodish spell under silver, and now we're back to a torrid spell under silver. So, in that time, two of the four spells he's <laughs> he's had, if you put it into quarters, half of it has been a, b- a b- bad Abysmal. time. Yeah, <laughs> that, no that, that's why I'm saying with, with Rafa Benitez is one thing you're going to get is is experience, leadership, consistency. You know what you're going to get from him. All right, it might not be the you know, the be flashy attacking football, but certainly make a team that, that were capable of competing with the top sides because, you know, he's think got... think he split the fans, Rafa? Yeah. Initially, po- the, initially I, would, yeah. It'd be the same type Look as... Look at him at Chelsea. And mm. I, I don't mean this as in he's the same type of manager, but it'd bring the same type of reaction as what Allardyce did. I'm not sure it'd I be think that that's bad. mad, that makes I, it. I'm not no, sure I'm not saying... He, I, I mean, he's... he's it's here for the record that he's obviously a better manager than Allardyce. I'm not saying he's in the same bracket as him. I just think, as from a fan's perspective, he doesn't play that same football as Allardyce. Mate, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying from a fan's perspective, I mean, personnel. He's he's, he's, yeah. he's so. We look at him as see Liverpool and the European. Well, that's yeah, what that's we side. Yeah. So as soon as we get beat in a game, you know? no, I know you don't care, but there's. There will be nine fans out of ten do. fans probably. Yeah, will. but we can't make and that. That might eventually go to six out of ten and four, five out of ten. But there will always be a doubt that around him. I, I think there's going to be very few appointments you can make that won't be met with a degree of skepticism you know, from the fans, if, including if, Arteta. If Rafa came in, lost to Liverpool, and then beat City, we'd say he doesn't get us at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, what yeah. he's doing. No, yeah. <laughs> that's what it would be. Yeah, he's, he's only got to lose one game against Liverpool, and that, that's. And he'd probably have a little smile about it, and that's it. With, with so I think you didn't answer your own question then. So if those three are the candidates, if it's Mark Hughes, David Moyes, or Eddie Howe. It's, it's <laughs> got to be Eddie Howe, hasn't yeah. it? Because he, I, I can't... Put Arteta in there, because it's the four. And if, 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 if out of the four, I'd go Michael Arteta, only because he's worked under Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola's bigged him up. Even today in his press conference, he said he's going to be a future manager. He was linked to the Arsenal job before Emery got it, and City fought Arsenal off to keep him. There's something there, and you're also gonna get someone that the fans can relate to in a time where we just feel disconnected with the club. Craig, out of those, possibly Arteta, yeah, but I'm, I'm not closing the uh, the book on. Po- I think we should go for Pochettino. Yeah, I think we should go there. I'm just not under any any illusions that it. it I think there's bigger jobs out there potentially at the moment for Pochettino that what? are very close to being available. Yeah. Well, under Bayern the Munich. Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Yeah. You know, Zidane's got his own issues with with managing the players. You know, player power at the moment, like Gareth Bale and stuff like that, and, and the fans losing losing the plot. So I don't think he's far from either leaving again or losing his job. United again, Solskjaer's on the on the cusp there as well. Do you know what I, I was thinking before? We'll move on from this very quickly, but I was thinking Philip Koku. No. Not not my choice, but I can see the link there. He, he was Brandon's coach at PSV. Why is he going to bring Rooney with him as well? well <laughs> I can just see. I don't know. I can right, just well see that link. That's under, the, under the current circumstances, Silver's still in a job. You play Leicester away on Sunday. 
What are you expecting? I can't. I was. I was think. I was contemplating this before in the car, and I, I, I thought I don't even know what to think about the game because mm. you don't know what manager you're going to have. You don't know for that reason. You don't even know what team's going to play because you don't know whether it's going to be like let's let's re- shuffle the pack or let's. I'm, I'm finding it really difficult. I'm just going to kind of draw a line under and say I think we'll get beat comprehensively on Sunday if, if this team <laughs> goes into that game. If, if Silva's still the manager going into that, it just takes us going 1-0 down for the, for the, for the way into turn on them. Is, well, he, is he lucky that if he is staying in the job, is he lucky that your next two games are away? Yeah, if he loses those two or even one of them, he won't put him in the, in the good in the Goodison game. They can't. I'd always say Martinez, yeah. didn't he? To, get, to give Martinez the um, was it Sunderland's away. Yeah, yeah. And then we had Norwich Rome in the final game of the season and they bulleted them before it. He said they can't put him through it, but the fans are. Our, our away support's terrific, much better than our home support, and that sounds bizarre in the sense that. <laughs> You know the pl- team. Did you say terrific then? Terrific, oh, yeah. Was horrific? No, it's <laughs> terrific. The, the fans who go to the away games, we, we know, with all due respect, and we don't go to enough away games at the moment. Uh, proper fans who. <laughs> but where are we going? Lads? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going it's to a couple Amsterdam, of idiots. Um, going to Derby. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, there is a new manager and a new squad by then, <laughs> somehow. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, our, our away fans are brilliant, and, I, and I'm sure that they'll they'll get right behind the team as they always do. Um, I just uh, I worry for them and I worry for us and going into that game at the moment. Leicester are flying, you know they've got the the, the exact opposite to us at the moment. They've got a settled eleven, they're, they're full of confidence, they're full of energy, and 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 you know they're, they're under some good leadership with, with Brendan Rodgers who's doing a great job. You there. know what will happen, though, don't you? The prank will continue. He'll get a draw, help us out a little bit, and then get <laughs> stuffed at Anfield. <laughs> like you've you've written this season, haven't you? Oh, this podcast is just it. a script. <laughs> Craig Lester, have you got any positivity? Yeah, we're going to win three one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll, I, I, I do fancy three one, but certainly not in our favour. No, I, I, again, it's so hard. It really, I don't know. I don't know. We should be trying to commit to speaking about this, but it's so difficult when we don't know who the manager's going to be. And I'm even tempted to just do a, another a short Everton podcast on Thursday when we know who the manager's going to be because it's it's bizarre, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah. T- manager aside. What team do you want to see put out? Because by the sounds of it, you 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 know the you know decisions what? that the were taken in the last game and stuff, he's weren't happy with and the stuff. The so. thing with the thing, what you're going to get from obviously from Leicester at home is they're going to play on the front foot under Brent Rodgers. They're going to they're going to try and start well. If we can weather that storm for the first 15, 20 minutes, you need to play a team that's that's, that's competent playing on the counter attack. I'd like to think Bernard will be back by then because he just missed out on the game at the weekend. Y- you probably think that looks like you know Bernard, Calvert Lewin, and Richarlison don't use the front three. Um, I don't know whether he'll field a woe because he'll probably think, oh, I want a more solid base in the midfield to kind of deal with their their busy midfield, which I don't know whether that's Davis, Delph and, and, and Schneider, which is not busy. But well, Delph's not fit again, is he? He can't get fit. Is he, de- is he definitely not fit for know. next weekend? He just can't get fit. I, yeah. I work on the bases, he's, he's not fit. And when he turns up, I'll just <laughs> shake his oh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, even well, that's... Yeah, it's like, though, it's like you in the podcast, Mills, <laughs> you just work on the base, you're not going to be here if you turn up. It's a bonus. So yeah, to answer your question, Terry, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think Bernard will be back and, and we'll have a decent front three that can potentially hurt them on the counter-attack. I don't know how the midfield's going to set up. I would like to see a Wobie in the team. However, I can understand why he might go for a more disciplined midfield three. Um, and again, I think we've just got to hope that, that they have a... <laughs> sounds bizarre. I think we've got to hope that they are not at their best or we manage to kind of restrict them to a certain degree and, and that we can 
can have can have some joy on the counter attack. Live on Sky Sports for the world to watch. Well, remember the the last time we played them on Sky Sports? I think it was one of uh, well, they were the league. Was it Unsworth's Unsworth last game where it was four 0 His first game. Was his first yeah. game? Yeah, I went down there. We got we got beat at Chelsea in the cup. Yeah, and then he took them to, to Leicester, and we got beat two 0 John Joe Kenny scored. Oh, that's right. Just funny, like, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> go on then. What we'll do for you this time, if your manager loses his job, you can change. You can prediction. change your prediction. So based on currently Sylvie's your manager, what's your prediction? How much he's loving it. Oh, I'm answer that. If, <laughs> o- if only this was an Instagram live. <laughs> you haven't got an answer anything, Gary. Um, two one to Leicester. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm anyone? Of, I'll have, have an olive. That's I'm a real. I'm, I'm in the interest of trying to climb the league slightly. I don't want to. I don't want to finish bottom and Everton get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Mills. I can't say even on Instagram Everton to get beat. You just can't. No matter how disconnected no, you are with them. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a draw. I'll say, look, if we're going to do anything there, it'll be a score draw. So I'll go one-one. I can't see us winning there. They're, they're they're flying. They look like a brilliant team at the minute, and they're playing us at the right time to play anyone. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go for scores. I'm gonna be the positive one out of us. I'm gonna. I might be them two bud lights I've just had, but I'm gonna say three one Everton. Got like Craig. Right, moving, on, moving on to the Reds before you tackle Premier League action. You've got Roma. I'm, I'm Roma. Got Napoli. 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 <laughs> That's how disconnected <laughs> I am with the whole game. <laughs> I was thinking Fonseca before. That's what it was. Roma. Oh, you got you got Napoli in a game. That's that, that's probably really big because if you if you navigate past these, it gives you a bit of wiggle room in December, doesn't it? To maybe rotate. Yeah, it's a, it, it it is an important one. Um, as you say there, it, it, I think it, it is the case that if, if we beat these, you know, we sh- it should be home and dry really, and in, in that Champions League qualification. So, you know. It's a weird one because when we played them away, I actually thought we played really well. And then, you know... We, we played lo- a lot better than we did last yeah, season. Yeah, last season we were terrible away, but this season I thought we played really well. And then just sort of like t- took it from us in the last five minutes. It was like, oh, have, have we managed that? Yeah, if we win this game, we are through. Oh, is it definitely? Yeah, yeah, we are through. Because we're a point ahead of Napoli right now. So we beat okay, them, yeah. we go four points clear of them. Yeah. And so plus Red Bull are only on four points. Yeah. So, so it is. Can anything go wrong for Liverpool? Well, can anything ever go wrong for Liverpool? At the yeah, minute? if we get beat by Napoli and then lose our last game, we can go out or well into the Europa. I'll just win that then, won't you? <laughs> 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 I don't know what I want now. <laughs> but um, but no, it you know it, it is a massive game and sorry, would, would that mean uh, this is a, but yeah, it's obviously not going to happen. This, but would that mean there'd be another Champions League place? If Liverpool won the Europa League and then won the league. Yeah, five, five go in. Sorry, it's it's a long shot. Judge <laughs> expecting fifth with <laughs> David Moyes. Yeah, I'm just thinking him. <laughs> <laughs> Aladici comes in and, and manages to N- climb. No, if, if if they win the league and win the Europa League, then no, it's All just right, four fine. places. Yeah. <laughs> Outside chance going. With them straws that he's just been clutching there. How the hell have we just got these from previewing a Champions League game to winning the Europa League? <laughs> We've done well, <laughs> eh, haven't we? And the league. <laughs> yeah. But um, <coughs> but no, it, it it is a massive game, and you know, it, 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 if we do get through, then it does give us that chance to rest some players. I still feel that, you know, that Salah, even though he's missed a couple of games now, it's like it, it feels like he still isn't over that ankle injury. He needs yeah. like a, an extended sort of layoff, doesn't he? So it's one of them where, like, if he can get through, you know, you might you might be able to to do that where you can give them a bit a bit more of a blow. So it is a massive game. They've got some really good players, Napoli. You know, I'm fully expecting a a, a proper hard game to be honest, because. 
they're going to come and you know they they'll back themselves to be able to get something around field. Um, yeah, well, it's important for them because if if, if Red Bull win their their game, yeah, then that means that puts them what a point behind Napoli, mm. and you know going into the, into the, the final, final game. game. Napoli could go out to Champions League if they if they don't get a result at Anfield. Yeah, so they they are going to be coming, you know, looking for something, and and they've got capable players and Dries Martins and, and some of the other lads that they've got there. They're just like proper boss players who can get goals, you know, and, and, and look dangerous, Anfield, yeah, insignia and, and and stuff. So, you know, it, it's it's not going to be a walk in the park, but you know, it'll be a massive atmosphere at Anfield because it's one of them sort of nights where I think the crowd will be bang up for it. You know, get us over the line and, and see. see That's it, play. and allow us to be able to, as Millsy referred to there, actually have a bit of a break in, in December. Mm. You know, you're still obviously you're not going to you see the under twenty threes in the in the final game. No, but, no, but you know, you can certainly see uh, Amani being rested, the Van Dyke being rested, and, yeah, and things exactly. like that. Yeah. And it's and it's probably going to be a, a much needed rest as well. When yeah. is your final game in the in the group? Is it just before the 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 Carabao Cup game? Um, the Wednesday I don't before, know what date maybe. It is. Mid December, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a few weeks after this one. I don't know what so date. But it's just given wiggle room, doesn't it? So to play yeah. all as under twenty threes. Well, it does, and then there's other players there, you know, that like we want to get some minutes into. The likes of Cater hasn't really got a lot of game time so far. This Shaqiri season. might Shaqiri be on his way back. Might be able to to get in there. You know, the, the, there's some players that you want to sort of get games because when, when we've got all of them games in December, you know, you might need to call on some of them. They so could, they, could, they could also be important for the for that Carabao Cup game against Yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, so it is a massive game and, like, uh, you know, and like every game, it's a must win. Um, any, any, you looking at any surprises in the lineup or anything? No, not really. I think, f- obviously, Fabinho's definitely going to play with that. He's going to be missing Bright- uh, the Brighton game with the suspension, so um, he'll definitely play. I think we need you, you need him to play against Napoli as well. They're, yeah. they're a good midfield, you know what I mean? And you want someone with his sort of like capabilities in there. That's it. And what you were saying earlier on about Ox, he's not really up to the same level as the others to, to maybe be in that midfield. I don't know whether I'd still like to see him. I just mm. I just, I, in with maybe Henderson or... Yeah. I, I, I don't one or the other, Henderson or Wijnaldum. But I, I, I would like to see him go yeah, in there. Yeah, I, I don't think we will. If I'm honest, no, I, I don't myself to be honest. I think you know in these big games, you know what Klopp likes to play. He likes to play that midfielder, Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Fabinho, doesn't he? So, and I, I think that's what he will start with. Um, Salabach. He was on the bench, wasn't he, the weekend? Mm. Be interesting to see whether he starts. Yeah. You just don't know. You don't know what the, what sort of state his ankles in. Mm. Did Salah come on the weekend? He was getting ready. He, he was. Yeah. He was on the line when when the second goal went in. Yeah. I can't remember if he actually come there's on. No, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't it? Though there's been having to get his ankle drained, like after yeah. every game and stuff like that. So you know that that says there's a there's an issue there. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, but I feel like we would need him if he is fit. Do you know what I mean? He, he's got to play, hasn't he? I think he'll play if he if he if he hasn't got an issue with the ankle, he'll he'll play. Mm. I I think he probably got rested on the weekend because you know we well it turns out we could. It was tough in the end, but. No, we could rest them. I think, as you say, this is an important game. We we need to get over the line in the, in the group stage so mm. we can sort of take our foot off the gas a little bit in the last one. And you know, it, if need be, if it, if it is bad, and he's going to need to get it drained again. Brighton at home is not a bad not game. Not a bad to, one to sit him out. To sit out in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it, uh, I think I agree. I think Salamani Firmino is probably the front three, and then Fabinho. I, I'm going to say Fabinho, Henderson, and Wijnaldum as the midfield. But but you you'd say that you'd like to see the ox in there instead of Wijnaldum. Yeah, or or Henderson, either or. Mm. Um, only I just think he always brings that that risk that that chance of of a yeah, long one going in. Goals, and yeah. 
We, it's something that we don't really have. I know we've, we say it over and over again, Wijnaldum's obviously got it in his locker because he does it all the time for, for Holland, but he doesn't seem to play that role at all for Liverpool. So mm. when, you know when Ox is playing, that, that's what he's going to try and do. He's going to try and drive it there back, back four and, and have a go. And for me, it, it's... It's something that we we need because we we do lack it. Yeah, I, d- I just think the way that they play with their sort of front three that they've got, I think you want the security of a bit more a bit more steel in that midfield. I think. Uh, so yeah, I expect that. I do expect it. It's mm. just you know as we keep saying, we want we want more minutes in the legs of other players, and I, I think yeah, I think I would like to see it, but mm. I'm not expecting it. Yeah, so no real surprises expected in the lineup, and you know, it'd be. Silly of me to say that. I don't. I don't think we can win the game. Um, I think we will. Get yeah, I, d- I, d- I don't on. think it'll be a high-scoring game though. No. I think it'll be maybe maybe one nil. Mm. So one nil last time when he's played them. Yeah, and we it was Salah. We needed it. We needed it to either be one nil or we have to win by two goals. So if they just score, yeah. we need a three. And we can we got one one ridiculous saving like the last second wasn't yeah. it? Like yeah, Allison. But we never we never we never do it the easy way, do we? In, in Champions League, so it will be nice if we can get That's one it. with, with a spare with in the a spare bag. game. Yeah. Um, but well, but yeah. what have Everton and Sal's ankle got in common? Drains after every match. <laughs> 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 so yeah, yeah. Well, after that, you know, we 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 got Brighton at home, which it's it's a bit of a d- it's a. On paper, it's a decent it's a decent game to have to start your run in, in December off, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but, you know, it, it's one of them as well where I wouldn't want us to take it too lightly. Oh, absolutely I, I not. Right, uh, if I remember rightly, we st- Brighton last season, away. Did, did, did we struggle at Brighton last season, away? Was that home? He's probably beat them 5 quite nil. well at, at home, <laughs> I think. One of them, one sure we, played them we played them in one game, I think we only won it was one. It was 1-0, it was 1-0 yeah, at home. Yeah, I can't I remember, remember it was one more away. We watched it in the slaughterhouse or something, were you there? You've been in the game. Was that home? I was at the match. I think you must have come to the ge- um, come there after the game, though. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember the whether it was a or was it a pen? Was it a pen? But it, but you know, we, we didn't like smash them, even though I think we were expecting to. And and I think it was it definitely one 0 at home. I can yeah, well, it, I'm yeah. thinking. I, I'm I'm looking at this one now, and going back to what you were saying earlier on, you want to see us sort of give someone a hiding and mm. you know step up the gears a little bit. It would be It'd perfect be nice for this to, to it, be yeah. the game because going as we, as we keep saying, going into this December spell where we've got game after game after game to start it off with a a, with a, a clean that. sheet and a few goals, it'd be perfect for me. And it's it's something that I I, I want to see and I expect to see. To be fair, yeah. And it was you know if you think about last season, that was what sort of helped us going into December last season. If you think about it, early on we, we batted Newcastle and um, it was the other team that we beat as well. We beat two teams early on in December, but like. Good wins, convincingly. Yeah, you know, and it just sort of set us up where we we ended up doing that eight eight from eight, didn't we, in December? So I, I think it is important, you know, because obviously you don't feel as tired if you're getting wins. You know, the, the players just sort of won't feel it as much. Whereas if if, it, if you're labouring to get to wins or you you know you get, you end up with a draw or whatever, all of a sudden that tiredness you can start to feel it, can't you? Um, so yeah, I think you're right. You know, going into that Brighton game, it is. It, I think it is important that we send a bit of a, a message and say, like, you know, we're going into this December. And we're going to step, a, step up a gear yeah, than what yeah. we've been playing at. Yeah. Well, do you know what City done that on Saturday night for me? They look like they're proving a point, and they, they celebrated heavily when they when they scored the second, and it looked like they were sort of saying, saying to everyone, "We're not, we're not dead yet. There's, there's still life in us." So use referring to you need to sort of. Do s- not just do something similar because you're ahead and being chased, but saying, "Well, you're not unnerving us." Bang back at you. Yeah, and I think you know that was <coughs> why it was important. 
you know, like the, the last when when we beat them, it was important to carry on, you know, mm-hmm. and win win the next game and stuff to make that count. So that you know, when they when they think that they might be able to like recover some points, it's just like no, we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just put that right back where it was, and that, and it's important to keep that momentum and keep denying them that, you know, like that 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 sort of chase because eventually it, it will sap them of, of like confidence and energy and they will start to look at the Champions League and think, you know, maybe we, we focus on this because, you know, the, the chase is going to be too big. But there's other teams that are sort of, you know, Leicester, they're there and they're flying in confidence. So with with y- no European football. Yeah, and you've got you've to make sure that you don't you don't take the eye off them. You know, it isn't all about City. still fully expect City to be the main challenger there at the end of the season. But... You know, Leicester are in a, ri- a rich vein of form, really, really confident team, playing well. The way they set up as well, they're, they're perfect to take points off the top team. So mm. even when they go into them type games, the, the likes of the, the City game and, you know, if they, when they play Chelsea and things like that, you don't, you're not necessarily expecting them to lose, mm. especially the way Rodgers has them playing and the way they're set up with Bahadi's pace and mm. he's the leading scorer at the moment, isn't he, in the I league? So, yeah, in the league, yeah. You know, you, you do expect them to still pick points up against the, against the top team, so... Uh, it's not one of them where I'm, I'm thinking they're gonna fall away. They'll drop points. So I don't know where. Yeah, it, 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 it's important for them that they don't get any injuries, isn't it? Like what Judge you mentioned before, you know, they, they've got a good first eleven. It doesn't feel like they've got a really deep squad. And we, we mentioned on the podcast the other week at the same. So I think you know if they can keep people fit, then yeah, you know they will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season because they have got a good side. And as you say, they will. They're good enough to beat. Mid table sides and lower lower tables, the ones lower down the table, but they're good enough to also, you know, take some points off yeah. off who will be in and around them at the at the top top four. So yeah, it's important that we you know we just keep doing our business. And as you say, Brighton is a nice one. If we can get over the line in against Napoli, get that done, qualifications secured, go into the Brighton game. Fabinho will be missing, you know, as you say, because of the booking. There's a potential that Salah might be able to get a blow or whatever if we need to. But if we can beat Brighton and send a message going into that December run, you know what I mean? That this Liverpool team's not going to sort of take its foot off the gas. Do you expect us to? What's your prediction? Against Brighton? Um, I'm going to say 3 0 Liverpool. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a big one. I'm going to go 5 0. Nice. I hope you're right. Just because Craig said it before. (laughs) (laughs) I think that brings us to, to the end. Any more business? No. Fantasy um, football, just anything? Uh, mm, don't know, oh, I haven't yeah. looked at it. I'm not even in it. I'll put it on the Instagram <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, in the, 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 the positions. Prediction league. We have got, I've got it here, one sec. We've got Michael Ball has made a miraculous climb to the top of the top of the <laughs> leaderboard. He decided he, he's been messaging me, and he's been he's decided he's going to go with his his uh, head now instead of his heart. He stopped backing against Liverpool, and he stopped backing Everton. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's so he an epiphany. And it's and it does show to be fair in his in his in his um, correct results because he's only had eleven when in in second place Matt Jones has had sixteen correct results. But Michael Ball's had seven correct scorelines, which has got him to the top of the league. That's impressive, that. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. At the moment, you've got Alan Myers, Craig and Judgy in the bottom three slots. Um, Where am I? Blues. Where am I? Your second bottom behind Alan I'm Myers. Second at one point. <laughs> <laughs> three ones, that's Everton wins. <laughs> I'm not changing them. They'll be yeah. good ones, eh? I know the bulk you need to reverse the three ones, though. Well, yeah. the bulk of the show there was, was, was Everton and the manager, Mikel Arteta. The time is a report on tonight that Pep Guardiola says Mikel Arteta will not leave Man City until the end of the season, amid speculation that Arsenal want him to succeed Unite Emery. 
So Guardiola's came out tonight and said he's not. He's not going. He's not available. So season. we're back to the interim, aren't we? If you want, if you want Al Michel, mm. we're back to an interim. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not convinced that Arteta is the the man. To be honest, look at. at like I said before, I can see why fans could get a little bit excited about it because you know because of who he's worked under and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I I'm firmly of the belief that we need a, a proven leader and, and someone who, who can not only take us through this bad spell, i.e., has, has worked in difficult circumstances, but also can then take us on from that, and take us on to trophies. And and again, looking at the possible candidates who, who within the realms of. You know, possibility, as you say, it's. Uh, I think that's Rafa Benitez for me. Okay, Terry, done to close us out. Paddy Pimlet, the across the park extra. Good feedback on that. We, we were gutted that Paddy went me at the weekend as well. Yeah, it was a really good podcast, you know, and, and we wanted to get it out before his fight on the Friday night. Uh, so we released it on Wednesday. We did get really good feedback, really great listening numbers, and I think everyone was enjoying it, you know, and excited going in, into Friday to see him, you know, get back in the ring, um, in the cage, should I say. And unfortunately, his opponent didn't make weight, and you know the fight got pulled. Wasn't um, just didn't make weight, was it? It was yeah, it was a bit of a joke, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then cried and stuff, and, and rehydrated, and said that he weren't going to try and get down any further. He should have just been open, really, and said earlier on, "I'm not going to make a, make the weight. Can we do it at a catch?" And it would probably would have been all right, but to do that at the weigh in, you know, and and then claim that he was finished and he couldn't get any more weight off but he was running around full of energy and stuff Paddy has like killed himself almost hadn't he to yeah, make weight himself so, it's so it's how, how, far, how far off weight was he the lad I think it was like 8, seven, eight, seven eight pounds seven, seven pound. and a half wasn't it seven yeah, something like that yeah but you know it's it, it, it's a lot like when you think that you know he had to make one, 155 and he couldn't get down I mean to be fair he, he, he's only had 10 days notice but he should have just been open about saying I'm struggling to make the weight and then they probably could have done a catch at like 160 instead of 155 or something. And he was only a couple of pounds away. And that's what they were saying to him, get back in the sauna and get it off. And he's like, I'm done, I can't get any more off. And I think he was thinking, because Paddy's desperate to get in the cage and get back, that he'll basically accept it and fight him anyway. And then he walks around, he walks into that cage with a big advantage over yeah, Paddy weight-wise. Yeah. So I think he was playing the game, really. And I think that's the thing that's really upset Paddy, you know, and, sort of, and his camp um, and his team around him is that, you know, it doesn't feel like they're being genuine that he can't lose and couldn't get any more off. It felt like he was playing the game and he was trying to g- gain an advantage, and they were expecting that Paddy would just basically take it because you know he, he's so keen to get back in with the fans across, and stuff. What came across in your your show with him? He was desperate for this way and he to no, get back yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you you hear him say that on the podcast itself, and you could see it. You know, we we, we laughed about it when we recorded with him because when we said. How excited are you? And he, it, we said it looked like he was floating. He was like, mm. he was, you know, he was so happy when he was talking about getting back in. You could see what it meant to him and stuff. So he, he is really disappointed. We spoke to him afterwards, and you know, he did say to us like, uh, you know, it, 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 it's really, really gutting for him. Um, so hopefully, you know, he, he sort of just gets his head back in the training, and then you know, there's another fight opportunity comes up for him in in, in the short term. It's not too long out, you know. Um, but. I know he was desperate, you know, desperate to fight and, and and to put a show on for the fans, and obviously, unfortunately, it didn't happen. So, but the podcast still there. It's still a great podcast. It wasn't just about only the fight. It was about you know his career, his love for Liverpool, what he thinks of the current Liverpool team, what he thinks about Man City, international football. He got some strong strong views on international football. Um, you know, it is there. Go and have a listen. Um, across the park extra with Paddy Pimble. Um, have a listen and give us a, give us your feedback. Well, and plenty more to come this week as well. Um, Terry and Craig on Radio City, 5 o'clock Thursday with Matt Jones. If something does happen with Everton this week, which we, we feel it might, then keep an eye on our social media, Across the Park PC on Twitter, Across the Park Podcast on Facebook. We might put something on there with our, our I think we're more than likely to do a bit of a reaction, won't we, mm. if, if there is a, a bit of a change, because it, 
it probably again it'll probably make the preview of the game a little bit more mm. interesting not, not as dour as we've, as we've just uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've just course. done then and Reds does two instant match reactions on, on Wednesday oh you don't, don't, you don't do Champions League do you? sorry so instant match on, on Saturday where you might touch upon the, the Napoli result as well but thanks for listening guys enjoy the, enjoy the weekend see you next week